It's Kendra C. Loves TV. Hello, hello. Welcome to Kendra C. Loves TV with me, Kendra C. It is yet another weekday where I am obsessing and stressing over football as we go into the Super Bowl. So you guys... I'm stressed. (laughs) Planned my outfit. Pieces are slowly coming in. It is what it is. So while I was stressing, I was catching up on Real Housewives. And while I was watching Bravo, did you guys know that Candy is getting her own show again? It's called Candy and the Gang. And it looks like It's about like everybody in her life. Like, so like the moms, the aunties or the old lady gang, um, the assistants, basically everybody who's been a fixture in her life that we see on Real Housewives. Um, And it shows like her restaurants and all that stuff. I didn't even know this was happening. So newsflash, Candy of the Gang is coming out. It premieres March 6th. So we will revisit it. When it's premiering, I just didn't know it was coming out. So interesting. All right. That was quick. On to what I watched this week. (laughs) Okay. I know I say this every single week since it came out. So for the last three weeks. But if you are not watching Earning It on Peacock or when it comes on the following week, I think it's Saturday on NBC sometime in the middle of the day. But you're missing out. This show is so enlightening. It's so inspiring. And it's introducing me personally to so many women in football, like both at the college and professional level, that I had no idea even existed. And I am enjoying it so much. And I'm coming from this show, watching them and then finding them on Instagram and following their journeys like I look forward to watching this every single week and I know many people are not talking about it, but if you haven't started, just give it a chance. It's a reminder that women are capable in any field, including football, and it doesn't matter who's doing the fucking job as long as they know what they're doing. And man, do these women know what they're doing. And you already know what I think. Anything a man can do, a woman can do. And nine times out of 10, it's probably better. Just saying. I just just love this show. I'm honestly like, I'm a super emotional person anyway. So this probably means nothing. Uh, But I cry every episode. (laughs) And it's always having tears. Uh, When these women are winning and like being recognized, it makes me so happy. It brings me to tears. Like, I know I'm a big giant mess, but I'm a girl's girl, okay? I want all of us to win, even the ones I don't know. So in this episode, they talked about uh, being a female fan and how you almost have to prove that you're serious about football and that you like know anything about the game. And I'm really glad they addressed that because I'm a football fan. Obviously, I'm a female football fan. You know what that just reminded me of? (laughs) That Cardi B clip where it's like, I'm really glad you brought that up because I've been wanting to talk about it for a fucking hot minute. (laughs) But obviously, I'm a female football fan and I'm in a Facebook group, Instagram page specifically started because of that, because men Make it seem like if you're a woman who watches football, you can't know anything. So it's called Ladies of Football. If you are a female football fan like me who wants to talk football without being talked down to, join it. But I was just glad they, you know, they didn't just talk about what it's like to work in the NFL and to work like on the media side, but also what it's like to be a female fan of this male dominated space where you're not even treated like an equal. So they just touched on it for a little bit, but I was really glad they did. And of course the episode brought me to tears, (laughs) but it was cool. Um, Check it out. If you haven't checked it out, just watch the show. It's a damn good show. Okay. 
let's move on. We're going to talk about Payment Tommy. And if you have kids in the car with you, pause this right now or wherever you're listening to this. Pause this right now. This is not appropriate for children. And you will know when you know. Okay. So I was like nine years old when the Pam and Tommy sex tape was released. So honestly, like everything surrounding this whole situation is new information to me. Like besides the fact that they were obviously together, they had a rocky relationship and then they had this sex tape. So I'm watching this with like clear eyes, not much prior knowledge. Obviously it's about the story behind their sex tape being stolen and released. And now listen, do not even attempt to watch this near your kids. <laughs> not at all. This is rated TVMA. And look, take that seriously. Okay. There is nudity and sex all over this thing. Like my husband didn't even know what I was doing. He came in because he heard the noises and was like, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> so no kids. Okay. They released three episodes on Hulu last week, and the next one comes on tomorrow. Um, It stars Lily James, Sebastian Stan, Seth Rogen, Nick Offerman, and a bunch more people. It's not necessarily that they're not worth naming. I just don't know who they are. Um, Immediately when I watch this, I have three main thoughts. One... Tommy Lee never wears any clothes and it agitates the hell out of me. Two, I cannot imagine working in Hollywood, like truly, because a lot of people are unstable enough. So there's this scene where it's near the beginning where Tommy Lee is like pulling this gun. It's like three scenes, actually. He's like pulled a gun on this poor carpenter guy which he's not a poor carpenter he's the main character (laughs) but he's pulled a gun out on him like three times like just playing I don't know so I can't imagine working in Hollywood because a lot of them are unstable enough to constantly pull a gun on people like Tommy Lee did and it's not a generalization of people in Hollywood it's just you have to be a certain type of person like maybe it's a rock and roll thing I don't know maybe it is a generalization I don't know don't I'm sorry if I offended you but you hear about this shit all the time how people are treated and how like some people think it's funny to like do stuff like that I don't think that's funny so I'm not saying I'm fit for that type of job and then number three I get the why, like I may not agree with stealing their shit and leaking it, but I get the why behind stealing the tape when you see how he was treated. Now, obviously this is a dramatization, so we have to take it with a grain of salt, right? It may be true. It may not be true. We were not there, but it's what we've got as the truth. So it's what we're taking. Now I'll tell you what. This dude, I cannot remember his name. (laughs) The dude who steals the tape. He has dedicated a ton of time to this payback plan. When I don't know, maybe he should probably be figuring out how to pay his fucking cable bill. So I will say, I don't know what he was expecting to get out of stealing their safe because he didn't expect a sex tape to be in there. So I assume... He just wanted to let them know like, oh, I could get to you and steal your stuff as payback. But to me, that seemed like a dumb reason to go through all that trouble and like stake out their house for months, it seems. I don't know. It's weird. But I mean, at least he got the sex tape out of it. Also, uh, when Pam first met Tommy and they were in the club together, What the fuck is the licking of the face and passing that along to the next person? I'm not sure if it's because like we've gone through COVID now, but why are we licking faces? Ew, disgusting. But I do love how uh, Pam ignored Tommy's call after call after call 
and made him fucking work for it. (laughs) I think we should all do that. So I have to address the biggest issue I'm going to probably have with this entire series. And I am disgusted. It made me gag. I had to turn away, like literally cover my eyes, but also I couldn't cover my eyes and turn away. And a friend had texted me right before I watched it, like earlier that day. And she was like, you will know when you know, when you get to that part, like (laughs) shout out to Candy, because girl, you were right. If you've seen Pam and Tommy and you're like, oh, maybe she's talking about the part where Pam called Tommy's dick beautiful. It's not that. Even though I'd like to know, there is no such thing as a beautiful penis. They're all disgusting. Anyway, I'm talking about where I was aggressively assaulted while watching this show. There's a part like halfway through the episode where he realizes he's in love with Pam. And this is the second episode. So halfway through episode two, he follows her to Mexico on some stalker shit, which is kind of romantic. So I'm a little bit here for it, but it's also kind of stalkerish. But he wakes up that morning and he's standing in front of the mirror talking to his penis and it's talking back to him. And I'm talking about the hole is moving and the dick is just moving all over the place. Like it is having a whole conversation with him as if it's a person. Like I couldn't even, I, I needed a warning. I felt like I was slapped in the face. Like I didn't even want to watch it. I just kept looking in disbelief. I just sat there like my body was having a physical reaction until he was done. I was like, I was like gagging. No other show should ever do this ever. (laughs) Like I had to get that out and I had to warn you because it's coming. If you were not slapped in the face with it, like I was not literally, but it felt like I could have been like, I had to let you know, halfway through episode two, you're about to be aggressively assaulted by a out of control moving penis that talks. I'm sorry. It's gross. It's I can't even believe I have to talk about this. Like, ew, Pam and Tommy. Anyway, I've never taken drugs. So, oh, wait. There was this one time I took an edible when I lived in Arizona. And my body felt like it was moving in slow motion. So I guess technically I have taken drugs. But I've never taken like a hard drug. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I see shows like this. And they're like just having the time of their lives in these clubs when they're on these party drugs. I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe it's worth a try. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've never had like that much fun in a club. Not enough fun to be licking somebody's face. So maybe if I tried whatever they're on, I'd be like that. I don't know. So anyway, I had no idea like how they had gotten married or any of that story. But because I am a hopeless, extremely impulsive romantic, like I love this whole like how they're getting together and how they ended up in Mexico and how they got married on a whim. And I'm like, oh, I love it so much. And yes. I know that's my toxicity talking, but so what? (laughs) Then uh, their plane ride home from Mexico (laughs) and having to get to know each other on the plane. Oh, that was an all too familiar feeling. (laughs) And it was hilarious to watch. Sorry, I had to stop it. I made myself like into a coughing fit. (laughs) And it was the combination of talking about being slapped in the face and then... um, getting notifications on my phone that everything is shipping except for anything I need for the Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, episode three was fairly uneventful. Uh, It was just showing like the dude who stole the sex tape was also like a porn star. So it showed the process of them like trying to get the tape sold. Um, It showed some of like Pamela's acting career and then her and Tommy getting pregnant after trying for a bit 
so with their first son but like not much like not super eventful just like necessary storyline so after three episodes i can say i love the entire cast everybody plays their role really really well like the music was impeccable any show that plays steal my sunshine Do you remember that song? If you steal my sunshine. Listen, whatever. Okay, don't judge me. Judge your mama. At any point, if they play that show, I'm like, oh, that's my show. (laughs) So I do um, wish they actually released the whole season at the same time. Like, don't make me wait. This show is good. I don't want to wait week to week, but I think I've become a binge watcher. So whatever. It's fine. This is a 10 out of 10. I liked it a lot. I'm, I I am looking forward to watching the next episode. Okay, buckle in, guys, because we're gonna spend the rest of today talking about the shit show that I couldn't even finish. All right. So the Tinder Swindler. <laughs> the Tinder Swindler is a documentary about this guy, Shyman Hyatt. I think that's how you say his name. That's directed by the same lady who did uh, Don't F With Cats. Now, look, it's a two hour documentary, but we're going to recap this thing together in a shorter amount of time than that. So if you haven't seen it, you're about to go through it. And if you have seen it, girl, let's recap this dumpster fire together. (laughs) Look, it's been quite some time, okay, since I had to use a dating app. But are we meeting men at their hotels? Is that something we're doing? Like, even if it's the Four Seasons, I know it's like technically a public place, but that sets off like a thousand red flags for me. I have been seeing the girlies on TikTok though and the BBL girlies on Instagram for quite some time going to meet these rich men in other countries or going away like on vacation with them immediately saying like, well, you never know if this is the one. And like, I get it, right? We all think we're Disney princesses, but damn, this feels unsafe. So this girl in the dock goes away with this dude on a private jet, like on their first date, their first date, like the same night after meeting him. And her friends are like, no, you could be abducted. And she says, oh, I never thought about that. She was just so amazed by the caviar and the private jet and the money and all these things that this man like has that she's not ever been exposed to. So this right here, before we get into this doc is why I'm going to say, this is why I expose my children to luxury. Okay, so that somebody's dusty ass kid, son or daughter, because I don't know what the future holds for us. All right. But that's because I don't want somebody's dusty ass kid coming to mesmerize my son by exposing them to things they've never had. And they overlook a thousand red flags because this person's got this luxurious lifestyle that they've never had. No. No, not happening. I'm exposing my kids to everything that is within my means so that this does not happen to them. (laughs) No, you can't take my kid to London and try to mesmerize and impress them. Mama's already done that. Okay. You can't put my kid in a hotel suite on the top floor. Mm, Already done that. Nope. My mama did that. Hopefully that will help us avoid some of these dumbass situations where they overlook very obvious red flags because of a trip or they feel like they have to do something with this person right now because it's an experience they might never get again or not get later on. So mm, we're not doing that. So even when my kids are grown, if they call me and say, mom, this guy or this girl wants to put me on a private jet or wants to take me courtside to do this. And I just didn't go because I didn't like, I didn't get good vibes. Don't worry. Mama's got it. Well, 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 daddy's got it, but mama's going to facilitate it. (laughs) So, okay, let's get into the Tinder swindler. So you've got Cecile. She's the first girl 
who is the one that got on the plane with him immediately after the first date. Um, and she sleeps with him, which I think is the first night after meeting his kid and apparently the baby mama who is also traveling on the private jet with them. And then while they were naked, she sees like some marks on his back and she's like, oh, what is that? You know, a normal question you ask someone when you see a ton of scars on their back. And he's like, oh, I've got a diamond deal going on in South Africa because his backstory is, so she's met this guy on, let's back up. She meets this guy on Tinder. His backstory is he owns a jewelry company that he inherited from his dad. Okay, fast forward. So he's got these scars on his back and he's like, I'm doing this diamond deal in South Africa. The deal went bad. They turned on me and I was put in jail in South Africa under false false pretenses. And they manhandled me in there because I'm Jewish. Immediate thought, red flag, red flag, red flag. Absolutely not. What type of deals are you doing that you ended up in a South African jail? Bells and whistles all in my head. No, 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 no. I don't care how much money you have. I do not want to be dating somebody who could possibly go to jail in another country because you're doing some sort of diamond deal that's like fucked up or you've got people that are turning on you. I don't care how innocent you say you are. That's not my jam. Absolutely not. And then this girl says, well, I had an emotional connection with him. Keep in mind, this is like their first date, like day one. Like, I get it when you know, you know. And like, look, I'm not one to judge, okay? Like I said, I am a hopeless, impulsive romantic, okay? I will get married in Elizabeth Taylor amount of times if I have to. I do not care. And I got engaged to my husband after dating for two months and then we got married three months after that. So I get it. But do you really know on day one? Okay, I mean, if you do, you do, but okay. So then he started to get a ton of phone calls. This is all still the same night. And he's like, look, we're really busy. So I think it's best if you just go home. So she did. Then they're texting and FaceTiming for a while. And he supposedly like, telling supposedly he's supposedly telling her everywhere he was going and he's like sending her these giant bouquets and making her feel really special and she thought he was the one but then they like could never really meet up because he was so busy and then like he makes this time to spend with her and as a full-time true crime lover and part-time crazy person I can tell you for a fact that people often, when they want to manipulate you, they make you feel as though like they're super, super, super busy. And then all of a sudden they've carved out this tiny amount of time for you to come see you like they go above and beyond and it makes you feel special. But it also makes you feel like, oh, wow, where they're going out of their way to do this for me, like I should make them a priority. It's a facade. Okay. And she said, oh my gosh, he came to see me on a private jet at 3 a.m. to this other country. And when we saw each other, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And then we were together. So what did I tell you? Like, you're almost like, oh, wow. Like you're blinded. I told you I'm a part-time crazy person. I get it. But then he dropped this bomb. Like, He's getting these mafia type threats, bullets in the mail, funeral arrangements at the door. Like things are dangerous for him. He needs to lay low for a bit, but they're going to be together. Don't worry. Like it's fine. You and I ain't nothing to worry about, but that he couldn't really be in London because he needed to chill for a bit. And then thank goodness somebody around her has some fucking common sense. Her friend uses the Google and sees like that the last name he gave her, um, that family is involved in like some seedy business and she may need to be careful. But she also hasn't heard from him. So she's like, okay, let me check his Tinder and boom, what happens? New pictures, shows he's in a different country, but keep in mind, he's not talking to her. 
So she reached out to him and was like, uh, what's going on? And he's like, oh no, we are a team. You and I are together. I deleted Tinder. I deleted the account. There's nothing else to worry about. Okay. Then it jumps to, I think her name is pronounced Pernilla, Pernia. My biggest issue with her immediately is that they start talking and he says, oh, I'm in Amsterdam and there's a flight tomorrow. Send me your passport details. I'll book you a flight and you can come visit me. And she fucking does it. Why does that make sense to you? Some stranger that you don't know that you met on a dating app and not just a dating app, okay? Tender. That you've never seen in person, never had a conversation with, even over the phone, even over text, even on Tinder, is asking for your passport information. And you not only send him your passport info, you send him a picture of your passport. Ma'am, ma'am, you guys, do you see why I'm annoyed? Do you see why I'm frustrated? Okay, and the crazy thing is, that both women so far have said, well, I Googled him. Because of course you Google people that you're going to go on a date with. So you know enough to Google him, but you don't know enough to not send your passport information. And then not to go out of the country on a private jet with a person that you don't know. And look, I'm not blaming the women, okay? They are not in the wrong here. Obviously, The person who's the scam artist is wrong, but we have got to do better because we can protect ourselves and doing dumb shit like this is not protecting ourselves. So again, the same thing with this woman, these experiences are curated. She's going in and feeling special and she goes into this restaurant with him after she flies to this other country and the whole staff greets this guy and everybody knows who he is and she's like they're getting caviar in this nice hotel and car service and it made her feel special you guys do this stuff for your kids and do it for yourself so that when you or your kids meet some dusty ass con artist on the internet or just some dusty ass dude with poop intentions of just getting in your pants he can't give you experiences because you can give them to yourself or your parents have been giving them to you or you've been giving them to your kids their whole lives I mean this is ridiculous I just don't I want to save you guys I want to save everybody from some trifling ass kid coming up to you and using the fact that you've just never had anything nice as an excuse to reel you in and swindle you. So at the end of their date, they just decide to be friends. So they are never like romantically involved. They just become what's described as best friends. And then later they go on this super extravagant trip together with I think a couple other people. I'm not gonna lie. I couldn't really follow it because it was very chaotic, but it's funded by the money he is getting from Cecile. So he asked Cecile to move in with him, but she went apartment hunting alone because he's so busy and sometimes he's on FaceTime with her. Sometimes it's a video that she's sending to him, but he gives her this budget of like $15,000 a month. And then in the middle of the night, of course, drops another bomb. He sends her this picture of Peter, who is his bodyguard. And I say that with quote unquote, because whatever. So he sends this picture of Peter with blood all over him and he's in an ambulance and he's saying these people were coming after him, but thank goodness for Peter. He's like, we're in a war, but we're going to be okay. And then the next day he sends her this message saying, oh my gosh, my enemies are tracking my cards. I can't use them. I need to ask you a big favor. Um, You have an American Express card like for me to use in the meantime. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Okay. And this is coming from somebody 
who still fucking believes catfish is real, okay? This does not make sense. This dude who is supposedly a billionaire, a billionaire with a B, you're going to tell me there's no way this man can't get money from somewhere else? Is that what you're telling me? He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have a secret accountant in Switzerland like everybody else. Like, where is his debt? Like, I can I can give you money, even though you know I don't have any money. Listen, common sense is not fucking common. So what does she say, guys? Of course, because I'm his girlfriend. It wasn't even a question. So she ordered a new car, but it's in her name and she sends it to him and he maxed it out immediately. And then he supposedly he paid Amex directly, but then asked her to get $25,000 in cash and bring it to Amsterdam because cash is untraceable. So what does she do, guys? Do you think she says no? What would you do? Because I'm saying no. Not Cecile. She went and took out a loan and brought the cash to Amsterdam on a regular airplane. $25,000 in loaned cash. I wish you could see my face. (laughs) Then there's another problem, another security threat. He deletes his Instagram. He tells her to make her Instagram private. And now she's like super paranoid. Then... They're together because remember, she um, brings in the money. So they're together and in the middle of the night, security calls and it's like, there's a breach you need to leave now. I can't tell you where you're going. So he ends up like leaving and I believe he leaves her there and then she calls him and he's in a club paying with cash and having a good old fucking time and then the next morning she texts him and she's like hey what are you doing um do you have a hangover do you want some coffee which I was very confused to be honest because I thought he was in one place and she was in another but I don't know um and he's like oh no I'm already in Barcelona not what (sighs) you guys I know damn well you're not flying all over the fucking world knowing you don't have no money supposedly and you're using my money that I'm borrowing to give to you. But you know, okay. So then he gets to his hotel in Barcelona and he texts her, your card is not working. What did you do? Please call them. It's not working. I'm at the hotel. So she's calling Amex over and over and over because every time she's trying to use, he's trying to use the car, the limit's not enough or the card is blocked or whatever because he's traveling all over the place. Then in order to raise the limit, because the limit was not enough, you guys, like the stupidity doesn't stop because the limit wasn't enough. He had her become a fake employee at his diamond company and created pay stubs for her to send to American Express so that she can get the limit raised. And I'm not talking about regular people, $5,000 a month paychecks. I'm talking $94,000 a month paychecks that he forged for her. And she does appear to express some sort of like concern, like, well, I'm not a real employee. And then he just reassures her. So keep in mind, this man has maxed out her credit card and took $25,000 in cash from her that she borrowed and has yet to pay anything back. But then she goes and gets the limit raised so that he can have more money that she knows she can't afford back. So of course they raised the limit. And the whole time he's assuring her, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fine. I transferred you $250,000, it will come. It never comes. So every single day, multiple times a day, 
He needs more money, more money, more money. And she's thinking like he's in danger. Like she's like, if I don't raise the limit, if I, if I don't call and get this done, his life is in danger. He could be hurt. He could be killed and get this. The whole time he's calling with this urgency and making her think that he's in fucking Greece with Pernilla. He's on vacation with Pernilla, partying up. So in total, she takes out $250,000 because she was trying to help her quote unquote boyfriend who was like escaping some crazy people. (sighs) Do you see why I'm annoyed? (laughs) So then she goes out to Amsterdam because like she needs money. She's got nine creditors at this point. She needs money. So he's like, oh, I have a check for you. Come get it. She flies out to Amsterdam to get the check. And she said like she felt like something was off, but she did get the check and tried to deposit it. And the bank was like, nah, ain't happening. Not over here, son. So she called him and was like, hey, I tried to deposit the check. It's not working. (laughs) He says... Well, fuck it. I gave it to you. I did my part. So now she's got $250,000 worth of debt. No way to pay it back. So she calls the American Express helpline. And they and she tells them what happened. And she's like stressed out. And they say, hang tight. We're going to come to you. I've never heard of this happening but maybe you know i've never taken out two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a credit card so they actually come to her and like try to help her decipher everything that happens um they ask her for a photo of the guy and she's like yeah here's a photo and they look at each other and like yep that's the guy they knew exactly what happened to her So, of course, she's devastated, but she's still in love with him and trying to get him to fix it. And like, he's like, no, I'm going to get I'm going to don't worry. Don't worry. And then she finally blocked him. But forgot he had her mom's house phone number. So she's stressed out. She goes to her mom's house, blocks him on the phone. And then he calls her mom's house and leaves this threatening message saying like, watch out, you're going to regret this or whatever. And it's credible to her because remember, this folio sent all of her info from her freaking credit cards and her identity information to this fool she doesn't even know. Um, I did start to feel bad for her though because she checked herself into a psychiatric ward. Because she was suicidal and she was driving and saw like a tractor trailer and was like, what would happen if I drove in front of it? And that was horrible. So I did feel bad for her. So then we go back to Pernilla and he starts telling her that his dad's gonna like be questioned in this big giant diamond lawsuit or case or whatever. And starts with the tons of messages and like, oh my gosh, I got stabbed. Somebody tried to stab me and Peter jumped in front of me and blah, 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 blah. Same shit he told Cecile and asked her for a favor. This is really embarrassing, but can I borrow $30,000? But of course, she didn't have $30,000. So what does she do, guys? Does she say, no, I don't have $30,000? Nope. She went and emptied her savings account that she had set aside to buy herself an apartment and gave that to him. Now, look, in my personal opinion, one wild summer, a best friend does not make. Not a $30,000 loan best friend. No, 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 no. And I was told you do not loan money that you cannot afford to not be paid back. There's never a time in which I can give away $30,000 when I have it in a savings account to buy an apartment 
and not expect that back. I'm just saying. That's just what I was taught. So we jump back to Cecile. She's in the psych ward and she's just Googling away because she's like, who is this dude? And who are all these other people? Because remember, she gets on the private jet. There's Peter. There's the baby mama. She's like, is everybody lying? What is going on? So she calls American Express because remember, they came to her. And she's like, hey, do you have any more info on that thing we talked about? Because um, I have some questions. And they give her the real name, Google Shyman Hyatt, because he goes by Simon Love Love something. So they're like, Google Shimon Hyatt. She Googles him. And there's this article that says, like, he had done this before. And there was a trial and all this stuff. So she does what we all do when we have a lot of information, but nobody wants to, like, listen to us. She goes to the newspaper or the news. So she goes to the biggest newspaper in Norway and she starts corresponding with them. And they're like, do you have evidence? And she's like, oh yes. She sends them 376 pages of her texts and videos and um, photos and audio message and everything that she's talked to him about on WhatsApp. And they were able to like go through and decipher what happened. And I get why they're like, oh, he's rich. He'll be able to pay me back. But also he's rich. So why would he need your money? But okay. You've been dating for a month, y'all. A month. You don't send money to men after a month. You don't send money to men ever. So the newspaper people were able to send some victims names. They were like, okay, this is some information we've gathered up from the prior case and what we were able to find. Google these people, see if any of them look familiar to you. She Googles the people and the baby mama from the jet was one of the ladies on the Googles, y'all. Oh my gosh. And she was a previous victim. What? What? So the journalists start researching and they find out that this guy's Israeli. So they go to Israel and they find his apartment and find his mama. Who's like, I don't have any contact with him since he was 18 years old. He changed his name and everything. So they are like, okay, fine. They go to the police with a photo to verify his identity to make sure they're even looking for the right person. And they say, oh yes, that's him. He changed his name in 2017 from Shyman to Simon. And he's been a fraudster since he was a teenager. He's got many aliases. Um, his criminal history with fraud dates back to 2011. And he's actually wanted here in Israel. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, I turn the documentary off. Like, I'm just so damn irritated with how clueless these women are. And I know some people get caught up in the moment. Like I just, but I just cannot picture what scenario would I send a man $250,000 where you keep telling me I'm paying you back. I'm sending it, the checks in the mail. And I have not received a fucking dime. And I keep increasing my credit line and letting you spend it and keep sending you money or even the $40,000 that the other girl sends. Like, so I had to take a break. And to be honest, the only reason I'm going to come back to finish this documentary is because of this podcast. Because what in the actual fuck? So I've got 45 minutes left on the documentary. Remember, it's like two hours, okay? I'll finish it this week. But I was so fucking annoyed <laughs> that I turned it off. And I posted it on my Instagram stories last week. And apparently I'm not the only one who was so annoyed that they turned it off. So I'm in good company. <laughs> I did see on Variety that um, supposedly this guy's been permanently banned from Tinder. And they put some like new guidelines in place and they confirm like he's not on the app under any of his known aliases. 
that means they don't know if he's on the app. Okay. Um, I also saw that it's supposed to be adapted into a feature film, which will be interesting. So I'll go back to it. I'll finish it. I'll let you know. I can't, you guys, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I'm going to finish it, but I'm going to be annoyed the whole time. Okay. Because no, I don't, no one can be this stupid. Right. Right. Well, obviously some people are. Okay. Let's collectively take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in. Out. We've got to like cleanse because got me all worked up. (laughs) Okay. 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 It's time for must watch skip and premiering. So our must watches this week are Real Housewives of New Jersey and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Because really, this is just top-notch television, okay? New Jersey premiered this week. It did not disappoint. They've come with the craziness immediately. It's going to be a good season. Um, And Salt Lake City, I mean, (laughs) if you know, you know. Like, (laughs) if you know, you know. And I know. Also, Pam and Tommy. You heard how I feel about it. I'm highly recommending it. It is a must watch for me. Our skip this week is very obvious. The Tinder Swindler. And not even because it's bad, but because it's so fucking infuriating. (laughs) Like, honestly, how dumb can you be? Okay. And our premieres this week. So I'm like, oh, it's not going to be a heavy premiere week. But it is actually a heavy premiere week. So tonight, you've got Super Bowl's greatest commercials, all-time classics on CBS. I love Super Bowl commercial rewind shows. Like, I just do. Um, So that's on CBS. You've got Miss Pat's comedy special on Netflix. It's called, y'all want to hear something crazy? (laughs) Um, I like her a lot. I was initially introduced to her on a radio show and she's just really funny to me. So I'm going to be watching that. That's on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, you've got season two of Catching Killers on Netflix and Only Jokes Allowed, which is a... South African comedian showcase. I think there's six of them on there. So that should be good. I always try to give those a chance because, um, you know, I like to be introduced to new stand-up comedians. Um, Thursday, you've got Until Life Do Us Part, which is on Netflix. And I don't quite understand how to explain it. So it's like three generations of a family. They live together, but It's kind of like a hot mess and the people who are married don't really want to be married. I don't know. That comes on Netflix on Thursday. Um, It's a series. I'm going to watch it, but I don't really know what it's about. (laughs) And then you've got The Girl Before. It's a thriller, but like it's very difficult to explain. Uh, It's about a girl who lives in this house that it's like a smart house. But the girl who used to live there looks exactly like her. And the owner is like playing some sort of like obsession game and just replacing the woman all the time. It's a thriller. I don't normally do thrillers, but I am intrigued. So I'm going to make Isaac watch this with me. (laughs) And then also on Thursday, you've got About Last Night. So this is like, it's hosted by Steph and Aisha Curry. It's like an adult couples game show with celebrities i'm nosy so i'm gonna watch it friday we've got inventing anna on netflix you guys i've been waiting for this for a very 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 long time it's being produced by shonda rhimes um it was also created by her but it's about this girl anna delvey who was basically a fake influencer and was able to like swindle a ton of money like and defraud a bunch of people in New York I watched her American Greed episode I'm obsessed with her like her story 
So I've been waiting for this for a long time. That comes on Netflix on Friday. So does Love is Blind, the new season of Love and Blind. Love is Blind. <laughs> the new season of Love is Blind, season two, comes on Netflix on Friday. <laughs> and then also the Jennifer Lopez Valentine's Day movie, Marry Me, comes on Peacock on Friday. I'm going to watch it because I've never been done wrong by a Jennifer Lopez rom-com. Not now, not ever. I will be watching it. And then on Showtime, you've got Everything's Gonna Be All White. This is also on Friday, and it's about the history of America from the perspective of people of color. Um, They've got activists and authors and all types of stuff on there. I'm going to watch it. It is Black History Month. If you do nothing else this Black History Month, educate yourself. Sunday, we've got the new Bel Air series premiering on Peacock. I feel like I've shared my opinion on this before, but if I have not, I don't intend to watch this. Um, I don't want to see the dark side of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but if you do, it airs on Sunday. I will be attending and watching the Super Bowl, and that's what you should watch too. And then on Monday, Ali Wong has a new comedy special coming on Netflix. It's called Don Wong. I love Ali Wong so, 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 so much. Um, And I love comedy specials. So Don Wong on Monday, and that is it. Uh, So I thought it was not a heavy premiere week, but it is. (laughs) And one last thing. Next time you hear me, we will have either won or lost the Super Bowl. I will be in there in person cheering for them and bringing them luck. Hopefully that means we're going to be bringing a Lombardi back to Cincinnati. So I'm going to say one big ass who day. Let's bring this bitch home. And if we don't be fully prepared to hear me cry. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Kendra C Loves TV. Y'all are awesome. I'm so grateful for you. Check me out on Instagram. I do not post every day anymore, but I am going to go back to posting what has premiered and sometimes I'll throw in some other stuff, but mostly it's what I care about that's premiering. And also if you want to send me some recommendations or shows that you think I need to watch or that we need to talk about, send them my way. Let's watch them together and talk about it all here. All right. Happy Valentine's Day. Next time I see you, it'll be Valentine's Day. And actually, I won't ever see you. I'll hear you. It'll be Valentine's Day. All right. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Follow Kendra on Instagram at Kendra C. Loves TV.